0: Welcome again, ladies and gentlemen, my beloved brethren and sistren to the Tawahado Bible Study. At the front, I need to apologize for being derelict in my duty. This episode is coming out one day late and I want to remind you to subscribe on whichever platform you are. Share this with your beloved people, with your people that you consider to be strangers, and with your enemies. And if you can, donate at patreon.com slash That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash t-e-w-a-h-i-d-o. We are in the second scroll of John, since we completed the first scroll of John last week, and there is only one chapter. So I will say Second John 1, but it's really, there is only one. And then next week, we'll move on to the third scroll of John, God willing. So get ready. This is only 13 verses, so this should be a quick one. I'm using the revised standard version or the RSV this
1: time around. and her children, whom I love in the truth,
0: and not only I, but also all who know the truth, because of the truth which abides in us, and will be with us forever. Grace, mercy, and peace will be with us, from God the Father, and from Jesus Christ, the Father's Son, in truth and love. The elect lady, or the chosen lady, the lady who has been selected, is here the community of Christians, the community which gathers with intent, intentionally, with purpose, with a telos, and with that end or purpose being the survival of that community, the growing and expansion of that community, not with the sword like Alexander the Great, but as Jesus himself did, giving birth to children of christ through the word of god which produces life and this production of life happens with truth and with love it's not truth versus love do not succumb to the dualistic nature of society truth is not in opposition to love you can be equipped with the truth and be able to speak to this truth in love in fact Father Thomas Hopko of Blessed Memory, who has had several podcasts of his own, had one dedicated to speaking the truth in love, using the truth not as a baton to bludgeon our enemies, but as a way to massage or caress people into understanding the love of God and the love of the neighbor which are at the heart of Christianity, and we'll get to later in verses 4 to 10. Here we have these three great ideals, the grace, the mercy, and the peace. The grace is always at the beginning. It is the gifts that are undeserved, that are given to you by God. It is your salvation itself. You did not merit this. It's not a meritocracy when it comes to salvation. It's about getting something for free and thus spending your life giving away everything for free in response, love in response to love. The mercy is a reminder that there is judgment, and judgment involves justice. Justice is a standardization, and with the standardization, we beg for an exception to the rule. We beg for our case to be looked at. Case by case, and not through us, but through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, in which case we may get an exception, which is mercy and passing the final examination. Then you have the peace. The peace is, of course, in Hebrew, shalom, which has to do with wholeness, which has to do with being complete, being well and at peace in every shape, way, and form. And so you have grace, you have mercy, and you have peace. You have salvation given to you. You have mercy that you request for. And you have wholeness as you await that mercy. Verses 4 to 10. I rejoiced greatly to find some of your children following the truth, just as we have been commanded by the Father. And now I beg you, lady, not as though I were writing you a new commandment, but the one we have had from the beginning, that we love one another. And this is love. ...that we follow His commandments. This is the commandment, as you have heard from the beginning, that you follow love. For many deceivers have gone out into the world, men who will not acknowledge the coming of Jesus Christ in the flesh. Such a one is the deceiver and the antichrist. Look to yourselves, that you may not lose what you have worked for, but may win a full reward. And one who goes ahead and does not abide in the doctrine of Christ does not have God... He who abides in the doctrine has both the Father and the Son. If anyone comes to you and does not bring this doctrine, do not receive him into the house or give him any greeting, for he who greets him shares his wicked work. Actually, I think that was four to eleven. So you have love. The title of my blog, which has been discontinued, but you can go back and check it, it's uh, gotneighboru.blogspot.com. And that order is what I put at the top of the website. God is number one. Number two is your neighbor. And number three is you. If you keep that in mind, you'll be living out Christianity a lot better than most people. And we learn about this love. And it's not a new love. It's an old love. In fact, it's so old. It's Genesis. It's Bar-Ashit. It's in the beginning or in the summit or at the summit, right? It is explicated and expounded upon in the over 600 explanations from Deuteronomy chapter 5 to the end in Deuteronomy chapter 34. And if you are able to understand all of those things, you should not worry about losing what you have worked for. But if you listen to the deceivers if you listen to the antichrist those people who will make you stray from the love of god which is the doctrine being spoken of here and the love of neighbor but giving precedence to god and giving precedence to your neighbor which includes strangers and enemies before yourself if you succumb to that then you need to worry about losing what you have worked for but if you are following in the path you should have confidence and hope that you will receive mercy on the day of judgment, and you should not worry or fret. Verses 12 to the end, which is just 12 and 13. Though I have much to write to you, I would rather not use paper and ink, but I hope to come to see you and talk with you face to face so that our joy may be complete. The children of your elect sister Greet you. We learned two main things here. One, if I wanted to give you a modern example, face to face is better than video chat. Video chat is better than a phone call. A phone call is better than text. And a text message is better than an email message, which is better than a smoke signal. I hope most of you understand that and think critically about the medium of communication that you choose to use when you communicate with other people. At the same time, if the Apostle John had chosen only to communicate with these folks face to face, we would have never benefited from this. So the benefit of committing something to the written word is that you get to clarify something for one community, and then you get to have it scripturalized so that it's read aloud and recited for all communities across time and space so that we can learn from the fatherly advice that the apostle John is given to the children of this spiritual community or religious community. Another thing we learn from these final greetings here is that parishes greet one another. Parishes are not islands. Parishes don't get to establish their own church. That is kind of the greatest sadness of the Protestant Reformation is that they didn't reform the Catholic Church. They didn't come back after protesting. In fact, 500 years later, they're still protesting and they've splintered into tens of thousands of different churches. But when we look at the larger communions, the Roman Catholic communion, the Greek communion, the Afro-Agiatic communion, of which I'm a part, you see far more unity across parishes. You see people staying in touch, staying in contact, people praying for the same hierarchs or for the same patriarchs and for the same bishops. This shows the universality of God, as we learn about in the scroll of Ezekiel, right? The Proverbs speak of God's breath of life abominating the sower of seeds of discord amongst the brethren and amongst the cistern. And so we need to understand that anybody who's trying to split parishes up and split denominations up is abominated by the breath of life of God. And so you don't want to be in that category. You don't want to be on God's bad side. So do the reverse of sowing seeds of discord. Sow seeds of accord. And the way that you sow seeds of accord is by sowing the seed of the life-giving word of God in every day and in every place. Glory to God for all things. (laughs)
1: Let <laughs> my